0: Welcome to the Morning Scroll. I'm Rabbi Dina Cowens from Mishkan Chicago, and you're listening to what will be a quick dive into this week's Parsha. If you've been meaning to brush up on your Jewish literacy, or you're looking for some inspiration, you've come to the right place. This week we read Parshat Shlach, Send, in which God wants Moshe to send out some emissaries. We'll start with a brief recap. God tells Moshe to send one representative from each tribe to check out the land of Canaan. Moshe tells them to come back with samples of the produce as well as a report of the land's strengths and weaknesses. The scouts spend 40 days touring the land, then come back with some gigantic grapes and also fear of the people who live there. They tell all of the Israelites that it's agriculturally rich, in their words, literally dripping with milk and honey, but that the inhabitants of the land are so big and strong and have such fortified cities. Only two of the scouts, Caleb and Joshua, disagree with the report and say they think it'll be no big deal to conquer because they have God on their side. The Israelites are terrified and spend all night crying in fear, saying they would rather go back to being slaves than face the Canaanites. God is like, okay, everyone, calm down. Wait, actually, no, I'm going to kill you all and start a new nation with just Moshe. But Moshe talks God down from this plan, saying it would look really bad on God. God agrees and compromises that this generation who wailed all night will die in the desert, but their descendants can enter the land so the people head back into the desert. The people are pretty devastated to learn this punishment, and a group of them decide to enter the land of Israel immediately, which Moshe tells them is a really bad idea. Turns out, Moshe was right, those people are slaughtered in battle. Now to some laws of sacrifice. If you want to bring a sacrifice, you also need to bring wine and flour with it, and we get some laws about how much for each kind of livestock of sacrifice. We also learn the law of challah, which states that you have to give a portion of every dough that you need to the Levites, and the laws of the Sanhedrin, the sort of supreme court who are responsible for bringing sacrifices if they err in their judgment. We also get some laws about dealing with idolatry, and then someone is found disrespecting Shabbat and is put to death for it. We finished the Parsha with the laws of tzitzit, the fringes that we're supposed to put on the corners of our garments. Okay, so in the Parsha God's initial reaction of wanting to kill everyone for their reaction, it's probably overkill. But I actually think that by the end of the parsha, we have a really good example of logical consequences. Hear me out. The people who didn't have faith about entering the land don't, and those who try to do it alone find themselves unsupported. Their children, who were too young to be held responsible for this shortcoming, aren't punished, but God does set up a series of laws like protective fences or bumpers on a bowling lane to help them not make the same mistakes as their parents. God gives a bunch of laws about sacrifices and things to do that can only be done in the land of Israel, which should reassure the people that God does eventually intend to let them enter the land, and then closes the Parsha with the laws of Tzitzit, a physical reminder that we're supposed to wear every day to help keep our minds close to God. God knows that out of sight often means out of mind, so God helps protect the future generations of Israelites from losing faith or connection. There's actually like a PG-13 story in the Talmud about this a rabbi goes to visit a sex worker and starts lustily stripping off his clothes. But before anything else happens, his tzitzit rise up off the floor and smack him across the face. Right, he says to himself, I have a spouse, I made a vow of monogamy, no sex worker visits for me, and he redresses and leaves. While this story might be playing for comedic effect, I want to offer a blessing to the Israelites who were young children, maybe not even yet born, when their parents' generation lost faith. I hope that SeatsEat and the power of communal memory helps them act in ways that they are proud of. And to each of you, to all of us who use all of these kinds of reminders to help us act like our best selves, I hope these reminders make you feel powerful, knowing that you are doing the hard work of living towards your aspirations. Before you move on, we need your help. In the show notes, you'll find a link to a brief survey. We want to know what you think about this podcast. If you could take one minute today to fill it out, it would mean so much to me. See you next week.